Hello, this is Nadia and welcome, welcome, welcome to way number 44 on the Free My Mojo podcast. And I'm delighted today to talk to you about something that is very important to me, which may sound hypocritical because I am talking to you from a podcast, but today we're talking about be still, treasure silence daily. So yes, I do appreciate the irony of talking about silence because talking about silence seems silly, as do many things in life that don't entirely make sense. But I want to talk to you about the enormous value of having some relationship with silence. I don't know what your childhood was like, but I grew up in a very, very noisy home. And there are some people in my family who have this thing where when you're talking to them, you'll often find that they don't let there be silence. They continue to talk and there's talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. In fact, when I was a little girl, I often remember my father saying, you need to come up for air. And when he would say, you need to come up for air, it was his way of saying, I need some quiet. And of course, there probably wasn't very much quiet with six children in the house. Um, So I'm sure it wasn't quiet. And I certainly feel that for me, I now really value silence and I have a very significant need to have silence. Someone uh, once said that music is really the silence between notes. So if you just had notes constantly banging, there would be no music. So the idea that silence is very important, um, that it really does create music, that it does create beauty is something that's very, very important. If you're living in a busy city, if you're living in a busy household, sometimes it's really hard to find silence. You literally have to find it. You literally have to create it. And I'm sure this is why meditation works so well for anyone who's going to try it. And this is why meditation is so important. But we're talking about the exterior noisy world. Let's be honest, the really noisy world is the one that's the interior dialogue. So the inner world is really where there's a lot of noise. So one of the things that I want to suggest to you is to look at ways that you can find silence, not just in the external world, but in your inner world within yourself. And for some of us, this is something we've been working with for a long time and it comes kind of naturally at this stage. But for many of us, the fear of silence is the fear of letting that inner dialogue go completely nuts. Uh, Dr. Michael Singer writes a lot about this and he talks about the noisy roommate, the idea that your inner dialogue is this noisy roommate who just keeps talking and keeps going and keeps commenting on anything and is talking nonsense a lot of the time and is annoying. And for some of us, our inner dialogue is that way. It's just a constant chattering. Now, I can't fully explain intrapersonal communication, the communication that is within ourselves, this constant dialogue that goes on within humans. Some people have different names for it. Some people refer to it in different ways. But one of the things that I know is that it can be exhausting. One of the things that I know is that the constant chatter can lead to anxiety. It can lead to stress. It can lead to low self-esteem. It can lead to self-loathing. So what that dialogue is, is very important. So your ability to hush up and, and quiet down, your ability to get quiet and to be quiet and to be comfortable 
with quiet is definitely 100% correlated and connected to your peace of mind. A person who has no peace of mind cannot be quiet because they're afraid of quiet. They're afraid of silence. They're afraid of leaving the space with something unsaid because they have a need to fill all that space in. So if you think about a painting and you think about the white space and the importance of the contrast of the colors, the constant chattering is, is like you just paid the whole, you painted the whole canvas one color and it's just completely covered with that color and there's nothing else there. There are many different ways for you to calm yourself, to experience silence. And I don't just say be silent. In this way, I say treasure silence, value silence, see the gift in silence and look for silence and find ways to have little pockets of silence in your day and in your life design and in your world. And it's a wonderful thing too to try and teach children to, to help them understand the value of this, to help them know the value of this. Every night I read books um, to my son before he goes to sleep. And one of the reasons I do that is to help him transition from the busyness of the day to the now we're going to listen and now we're going to get quieter and now we're going to come down. And he and I actually listened to um, some uh, something called calm.com, which we listen to where we listen to ocean sounds and we listen to uh, different sounds from nature. And that's what we use as a silent uh, meditation for him. Talking is done for the day. And my son is on the autism spectrum. So it's very difficult for him sometimes to understand quiet. He can be incredibly noisy. He went from being nonverbal to being noisy and he's been noisy since. So we, we love that he's happy and that he's loud and that he's enjoying his life. But we also have to try and help him to understand the importance of also being able to have some self-control or some value of silence. So for me, I was probably one of those people who people always assume that I'm very extroverted because I do things like this. I do podcasting and I do public speaking and I've made films. So they assume that I'm a very extroverted person. But what most people don't realize is that I also have a very introverted self and I have a self that needs quiet and that needs solitude and that needs aloneness and I think that if I don't get a balance of both I literally become sick or I become you know unwell or I become restless and I, I have to have this kind of balance and I have to find what that balance is as do you your balance may be 99% noise 1% silence it might be 99% silence 1% noise I don't know what your formula is, but I do know for myself that I need to, you know, some days I have very busy days and some days there's no silence in that day. And therefore the next day needs to be a day where there definitely is more silence. Today I went for a really long hikey walk up some hills. And one of the things that I noticed when I was walking was the sound of my shoes hitting the leaves. And I noticed this distinctive sound of this crunching sound of me on these leaves. And I was in a, a remote area where there obviously hadn't been a lot of people because leaves have not been falling for some time, but that these leaves were still there. And I noticed the difference in the sound of my feet. And I've heard a phrase a few times. I love the sound of my feet 
walking away from what's not meant for me. And it kind of made me laugh when I thought about that, that when we get quiet, when we get silence, we can walk away much easier from things. We can let things go. And I hate that phrase sometimes. People are like, oh, you need to just let it go. What, other than being a song in a Disney movie now, what the hell does that mean? But we have to figure out how to keep ourselves capable of calm. Yeah, we don't want to be calm necessarily all the time, but we have to know that we can. We have to know that calm is something that is in our skill set and that silence is something that we value and stillness is something that we value and that we, just like our phones, have to be recharged. You wouldn't expect your phone to work for a week and not charge it and not plug it in at all. So people are really good about charging their phones because they don't want their phones to go dead, but they're not so great about charging themselves so their peace of mind doesn't go dead. So our peace of mind is fueled by our ability to just be still, by our ability to just know silence. I'm not saying you have to get into a, a lotus position on the floor. I'm not saying you have to go check yourself into a monastery for a week, though I think that sounds pretty attractive. But what I am saying is find ways to really connect with yourself. Whenever I feel overwhelmed or confused or or I feel like things are getting too much for me, I take myself on these long walks. And what I find is that when I'm done, I know the answer. Now, sometimes you might need to just take a nap. That's another one of our ways of getting silence. Sometimes you might need to just do something that doesn't involve words. I find that when I paint in silence, I really enjoy it. I know sometimes I start with music and as I'm painting for a longer time, the music is off and I'm glad it's off and I'm, I'm just wanting to be in silence. So falling in love with your own company is one of the most beautiful gifts that you can give yourself. Having that awareness of self, being comfortable with yourself, not driving yourself insane, not, not feeling the need to fill the space. And even when you're with a loved one, the idea that you can be with someone you love and be quiet is just a beautiful thing. It doesn't mean that you don't have anything to say. It doesn't mean that there isn't anything to be said. It just means that you're deeply comfortable with that person. So I invite you to find ways to treasure silence, to enjoy stillness, to find ways to practice actively being calm by slowing everything down to a complete halt. And I strongly encourage you to really give this a try for a week and see what it does for you because I, for one, can tell you that I really do feel that it has revolutionized my life. And the weird thing is, is that it has made me a much more creative person and it's made me a better listener and I would say it's made me a better human. So I strongly encourage this for you. I hope you'll give it a try. And as always, I would love to hear from you. Uh, You can certainly reach us through our website, www.freemymojo.com, and we would love to hear from you. Thanks so much again for joining us. Take care.